Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. It's uh, Senator Ron Johnson, great state of Wisconsin. Ron, how are you? Good to see you. Doing well, Joe. Hope you are, too. I am, uh, and I appreciate you asking. So let me throw this out there, and I'm not kissing up to you. I, I believe in what you're doing in Congress. I believe in what you're doing in, on the committees that you're on in the Senate, and I believe that we have gained a lot from your panels that you've convened with Peter, uh, pe- people like Peter McCullough, the great cardiologist who's world-renowned, uh, Rod, uh, the, uh, um, uh, Dr. Malone, who has invented this. His name is on the patents for mRNA technology, and Dr. Malone now actually says, don't take the shots. You've had Urso there. You've had the, the lawyer Tom uh, Renz there. You've kept us up to date, even through the fog of misinformation trying to hide the truth about jabs, ivermectin, about hydroxychloroquine when it comes to COVID. So, A, thank you. B, now we're starting to hear, the Energy Department for some reason studied this, that it was in fact a lab leak. It looks like that's more likely than not. After you and I were shadow banned and ghost ghost banned on social media for saying it was probably a lab leak. How did we get here to where now they're admitting it? I think it's becoming so obvious. Uh, so this is what I would call a modified limited hangout. Uh, so now they're starting to admit uh, what I think most of us thought was quite obvious. Right. Uh, but is is important, and it is important to, to really understand how this all started so we can prevent it from happening again. Uh, it's as important to make sure that we dig into and uncover the truth of our miserably failed response to COVID. Why did they sabotage early treatment? Why did they completely ignore the safety signals that were screaming at them? Why did they uh, disavow natural immunity? You know, why did they mandate these vaccines? I mean, there's there's so much wrong with what we did. There's still so much harm that was done, so much harm that is still being done because they continue to push these vaccines that are injuring people. And what's most egregious is they're pushing them on children who really, you know, there's, there's no risk virtually yes. posed to children on, uh, from COVID, and yet uh, we, have, we have people pushing these vaccines, this experimental gene therapy on our children. It's outrageous. Ron, there is truth in advertising. I thought that was the law of the land as well. And right now, even as we speak, and maybe even during my show on some of these stations, you're going to have a Pfizer ad that says, go and get the shot to get protection from COVID. It doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it. You exposed that a long time ago. And people tried to ignore what you said. I'm glad they didn't. Um, it doesn't protect you at all, yet we're, we're allowing this to continue. You can't sue the companies because it's still EUA. So when it's experimental, allegedly you've got informed consent, so you can't sue. You're the one who decided to take it. But we have forced military members and medical professionals to take this or lose their jobs, lose their careers, lose their livelihoods. I mean... We hear, we hear about reparations from what happened 160 years ago a lot. How about reparations for people who were really adversely punished because they wanted to make sure what they were putting in their bodies was something that their bodies should take? Right, right now, they have no avenue whatsoever for being compensated. You know, the the uh, companies are being held, uh, you know, no liability from, uh, from the company standpoint whatsoever. Uh, so we, we've got a real problem on our hands. You know, I, I just got the latest Bayer's numbers, 34,576 deaths worldwide uh, report on Bayer's. Wow. Uh, 25% of those occurred on day zero, one, or two. And yet we're, we're, we're supposed to assume that these things are perfectly safe. Uh, it, it is absolutely outrageous. Uh, they have not been honest. They've not been transparent with us. Uh, the American public deserves to know the truth. It's uh, Senator Ron Johnson, great state of Wisconsin. Go follow him everywhere. And his website is ronjohnson.senate.gov. You know, we know that Fauci lied about gain of function. He lied to Rand Paul's face. 
Uh, he also wouldn't say how much they were getting in royalties. The fact that they get any royalties, Ron, makes my face hurt. I can't believe that. They would at, at all benefit from a company selling vaccines that we're mandating governmentally. That seems really, really dirty as well. But what can happen? The Senate doesn't have the power because it's still in Democrat hands, although you're doing an amazing job. Now that the House does have the power, do they bring Fauci in? Do they ask hard questions? Do they, do they bring him up on perjury that he lied in front of you guys? What happens now? Somebody's got to pay the piper on this, don't they? Oh, the first thing is we need the documents. We need the emails. Uh, we need the contracts. So we need to see the studies. And, of course, uh, through FISA or FOIA requests, uh, some, some of this information is coming out, coming out way too slow. But you first need the documentation. Then you start calling people in. You do interviews. You, you make an appeals I'm making right now to uh, people inside the agencies to come forward as whistleblowers. Tell us what you know. Uh, we're working with our uh, chairman of our committee, Senator Paul is with the uh, with Chairman Peters. I'm working with the now Chairman Blumenthal. Right. We're trying to convince them that uh, these investigations should be completely nonpartisan. Let's face it, uh, much of the COVID response occurred under the Trump administration, right. and, you know, carried on by the Biden administration. So that there's plenty, plenty of culpability, plenty of blame to go around. But it's just so important that we the, we uncover all these things so that we can fix our federal health agencies so we can fix medical research, fix medical journals, fix our medical establishment. Uh, so this stuff doesn't happen again. It really is that simple. And it's going to be a complicated process, I understand. But the simplicity of it is, did these things work? Should they have forced them on us? Should they have mandated it like they have? Ron, even as we speak right now, the governor of the great state of New York, Kathy Hochul, is still saying the medical professionals that they fired can't come back to work unless they take the shot. And she says something so completely non-scientific as, because we don't want patients who are seeking medical care to worry about getting COVID from the people that are caring for them. What she said isn't backed by any science whatsoever. So we still have people living in great states in this great land who are under this COVID oppression. Is there something that you can do at a Congress level, congressional level, that will force a governor to stop being completely fictitious in what she's saying? I feel for the people of New York. I'm from New York originally. I don't understand why this woman is so completely without knowledge or she's lying. Yeah, Joe, listen, other than exposing the truth, uh, there's not much more we can do, but, but the truth is being exposed. You know, you mentioned those Pfizer ads later on. I mean, that, that is worse than fingernails on a chalkboard. Every time I hear those things, I mean, basically American PAC taxpayer are paying for those. Yes. And again, th- th- they are lying. And for her to, to, for anybody to keep pushing these vaccines when we know they don't prevent infection, they don't prevent transmission. I have seen no data. I know they always make the claim, well, but they reduce the severity of the disease. I had COVID. I was asymptomatic because about 40 to 50% of the people were. Yes. Most people recovered unless you were elderly, has certain comorbidities. So we have blown this way out of proportion. Again, that's not to say that COVID wasn't a deadly disease. It was. Yes. But it was, it was not uh, it, so deadly as we should have shut down our economy. And we certainly should not have rushed. And, you know, this this approval process and then force the, this gene therapy, this experimental gene therapy on any individual. And Dr. Malone, Dr. Robert Malone actually says it does alter your DNA. And he's, he's somebody who says you should not take it. And he's the inventor of the technology. It's Senator Ron Johnson. Appreciate you coming on. Let's talk about the climate a little bit. I want to refer it to, or compare it to, or maybe bring it up in the, in the light of East Palestine. East Palestine had an ecological disaster, environmental disaster. 45,000 dead animals 
in the surrounding areas of East Palestine, Ohio, and people like the governor are saying, yeah, it's okay, drink the water. The EPA has decided to not even test the levels of dioxins. I don't know why. Pete Buttigieg took three weeks to get there. Nobody from the administration called within two weeks. Yet I don't see John Kerry or Al Gore or Greta Thunberg showing up to talk about the climate. All of this is going on, Ron, as they ignore this, this environmental disaster while they keep on spending our money on climate stuff that nobody wants. Compare the two if you don't mind. The lack of reaction from this administration for Americans that are suffering and how we're still spending money on climate change that there's no proof is even happening. Well, they, they like pushing climate change. Remember, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when the climate was about global cooling. Absolutely. Then it became global warming. Then they couldn't quite decide, so they just called it climate change. But they're able to use climate change, just like they use the pandemic, to create a state of fear so they can control your life, so they can take control over our economy. Uh, they can do that to a certain extent of the environment, but you know, most people absolutely agree that uh, we want to protect our environment. Yes. I, I certainly do. Yes. Uh, it was interesting. We, we, we held a hearing in the, in the budget committee. Uh, Sheldon Whitehouse is the chairman. He's, he's been pushing you know, fear-mongering on climate change forever. Uh, but we had a number of witnesses. I asked them, because they have all this you know, excruciating detail on how much it's going to cost because of the rising seas and all that type of thing. And I just asked them, well, do you know how much we've already spent trying to hold back the tides right now? Nobody could answer the question. Right. Right. I asked them, do you know how, how much the sea level has risen in the Bay of San Francisco since the last glaciation period you know, 20, 10 to 20,000 years ago, nobody knew, is 390 feet. I asked them, is, is, there, is there any proof that no matter how much we spent, and it's literally been hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, at least contemplated being spent, you know, whether we could fix climate change? We can't. I mean, just think of the absurdity of that. We, there's no amount of money we can spend by their own models. We eliminate all CO2 in America, and it might, according to their own models, reduce global temperatures by a fraction of a degree. Right. Why would we spend all this money? It is just insane what they are doing, but they're getting away with it. What you just said is absolutely true because, and here's the simple fact, they can't define climate change. If you ask them, what does that mean? They will say, well, it's hard to define it, Senator, because you can't. Like you said, I remember 1970, get ready for the big cool, the big ice age is coming. I remember when they said that the temperature was rising by five and six degrees, and it wasn't. It's 0.1 of a degree. And by the way, 0.1 of a degree from a time where thermometers weren't very reliable. So we're not even sure what it is. And as far as hurricanes and storms getting worse, they're not. We just have better technology now. If we go back and check the storms before the alleged climate change happened, they were much more intense than we thought because we didn't have very good equipment. So what they're doing is trying to spend us into, into oblivion. But let's forget all that. Let's say that it is happening on some level, and we should do a little something about it. How do we offset that China is starting either four new coal plants every day or every week? China today is starting new coal plants and they're thumbing their nose at the rest of the world that, that is uh, all up in arms about climate change. India isn't paying any attention either. So how is it that we're going to solve it if the biggest polluters on, on the planet aren't going to do anything? Joe, we can't solve it. And let's, let's face it, China and India, they want to lift their people out of poverty. In order to do that, you need energy, you need power. They yes. recognize that. And they're going to use the abundant fossil fuels that uh, we have here on, on, on our earth. So we're not going to stop climate change. Climate has always changed. The Vostok ice core sample, this is 400,000 years of uh, geologic time, 22.7 degree variation, about four or five different cycles. The Greenland ice core sample, that's that last glaciation period, about 20,000 years, 6.7 degrees. And these guys are wringing their hands over, you know, fraction of a degree, right. degree 
based on their own models. Again, it is lunacy. It is insane. But that is what that is really the definition of the radical left. Let's talk about Ukraine just a little bit with Senator Ron Johnson, great state of Wisconsin. Go follow him everywhere, and the website is ronjohnson.senate.gov. Um, Zelensky, I think, did not did not read Americans very well the other day when he said that Americans, he was told that uh, he's down to about 40, 41% support of the American people, and he basically said they better raise their support level with us or else they're going to lose NATO and they're going to lose their standing in the world. And then he made the assertion that then Russia will attack NATO and then American men and women are going to have to send their kids over to fight the war war basically for Ukraine. The guy clearly doesn't understand Americans because uh, last year, about a year ago, I think it was 90, 95% supported this guy. Now it's 40%. Then he says something like that. Should somebody have a conversation with him that maybe that's not how to talk to the people that have sent upwards of $200 billion in equipment and money? Yeah, that's probably a pretty good idea. Listen, I am highly sympathetic with the courageous people of Ukraine who are defending their, their children, their freedom, their territorial integrity, which by the way, Russia assured uh, in the Budapest uh, memorandum. Uh, so again, this is an aggression by Putin. He is evil. Uh, I'm highly sympathetic with him, but uh, at some point in time, the Ukrainian people are going to have to recognize the reality that uh, there's really nothing they can do to deter Putin. Uh, he can lob missiles uh, indiscriminately, killing civilians, uh, destroying their infrastructure, bit by bit destroying Ukraine. Uh, Nobody can do that back to Russia because they have nuclear weapons. And so right. losing is not an option for Putin. That's an existential threat to Putin. So at some point in time, you're going to have to recognize that reality. Uh, it's an awful reality. I, I don't see an acceptable, you know, any kind of res- resolution to this. It'll be acceptable to to the West. But that's that's the reality situation. Um they need, they need to face it as soon as possible. There are reports that there was a, 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 a sit-down offered. Let's sit down and negotiate about this shortly after the war started, and that we, or Biden himself, said we're not going to do that. Do you know that to be a fact? Did, was there an opportunity to sit down and try to figure out how to negotiate and not have this war? Uh, I don't know about that. I think there's an opportunity not to have Vladimir Putin invade by, having, by keeping America strong. Right. And it was the embarrassing and dangerous surrender in Afghanistan. It's the 40-year high inflation, open borders, rising crime, you know, record gas prices. All those things have weakened this America and emboldened uh, enemies, tyrants like Putin and uh, President Xi in China. And so we, 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 sh- we should have been supplying uh, Ukraine very vocally, very visibly, very publicly, uh, lethal defensive weaponry before Russia invaded. Yeah. But we didn't do that. Didn't want, want to get in arms rates with, with Russia. And so through our weakness, we basically tempted Putin to invade. Now we have this mess, this this uh, horrible, horrible mess on our hands. Uh, the great Senator Ron Johnson from uh, the state of Wisconsin. We appreciate you coming on, Ron. One last thing. Biden wants to end fossil fuels. I'm not really sure why and what that's all about. Um, how is he attempting to do it? Uh, I see people who've got electric cars. And look, those cars look cool. I don't have one. I, I like my big V8s. But uh, people in electric cars are waiting half an hour to refill. I mean, I'm, I'm angry if it takes me more than five minutes to refill my gas tank. I don't, I'm not sure that Americans will do that. He also wants to build 500,000 uh, of these recharge statements or stations, which makes no sense either. Him going after fossil fuels, what is that really all about? Does he really believe that it's going to save the earth or is there something else happening here? Well, they apparently do, but it's insane again. You, you cannot end fossil fuels, not in 10 years, not in 20, not in 30. Wind and solar are horribly unreliable. If they're serious about it, they would embrace nuclear. 
Yes. And they'd be designing safer and probably smaller nuclear plants. That, that would make sense. But that's not what they're doing. Uh, what they're doing is would impoverish America. Listen, record gasoline prices didn't just happen. They caused record gasoline yes. prices. They're causing high energy prices. So, again, this, this is the loony, radical left. Uh, this is the results of their policy. I don't know how bad it has to get till a larger majority of Americans wake up and stop electing these people. Uh, our, our, our nation's on a very dangerous path. And I'll just remind your listeners, Venezuela is an oil-rich nation. It was a successful South American nation. It's a basket case now because Venezuelans voted themselves into poverty. Right. That's what Americans, unfortunately, are doing here in America when you elect people like Joe Biden and his cronies. Well, you see somebody like Lori Lightfoot lose and only get 17% of the vote. I hope that people are waking up in such a blue city as Chicago. If they can do that, then I think that we could probably wake up the rest of the nation. And you're certainly leading the charge in that. It's Senator Ron Johnson, great state of Wisconsin. Ron, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Have a great day. Stay well. Take care. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There is a lot going on, lots to get to. We appreciate Ron Johnson coming on. He has been in the forefront of this, been attacked mercilessly because he actually asked questions about these jabs, asked questions about the other therapeutics that people were saying that you can't have. Um, and I'm so glad that he's, he stood firm, and I'm so glad that he won re-election. They spent a lot of money trying to, t- trying to get him unseated from the Senate. I'm really glad Ron Johnson's doing the work for Wisconsin and doing the work for the, for the United States of America. Actual work that I can outline, not just saying doing the work. Next hour will be Nico LaHood. He is a former DA. Bear County prosecutor in uh, San Antonio area of Texas, and now he's a criminal defense attorney. We're going to talk a lot about the Murdoch case. Amazing case, watching it unfold. I jumped in late. A lot of you watched it from the first second that it happened. Nico's going to address everything that you're wondering about and then some. A lot of other uh, sound bites for you, too. More KJP, if you can believe, coming up on the Joe Pag Show. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show.